Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Uh, the University Heights line is muted, so I can't hear what you guys are saying. Got it. Sorry about that. No, you're good. I looked like everybody's looking at the screen, so I was assuming. If you go ahead and turn your camera on, Ryan, then everybody will be able to see you. Yeah, I guess I'm just in a hotel room right now, so. Uh, let's see, can I just. Okay. Okay, sorry, I missed that first part, maybe. Uh, what was said, Louise, you just want me to start going through my report then? Because then you can leave when you're done. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, so the first thing I had was uh, the snow removal contract, and we do have an agenda item for council tonight uh, to consider renewing the snow removal contract with uh, Mark Phelps from Hawkeye Construction, who's done this uh, the last several years. Um, so the last few years due to uh, supply chain issues and uh, price volatility, Mark has requested that these contracts be one year contracts instead of two or three year contracts like we had had um, previously, kind of before um, pandemic time. So this one again, he uh, he would prefer he preferred to do one year and uh, to do the one year contract, he was able to keep the unit prices the same as he had uh, last fall for for winter of uh, 2022. So um, so we've got the contract set up the pretty much exactly the same as last season. Um, if there's not any questions on that, I guess I would just go ahead and, and uh, see if you'd like to take that vote right now for resolution number 2336 to allow the mayor to uh, sign that contract. Thank you, Ryan. So we have consideration of resolution 2336 uh, with the Hawkeye construction and snow removal. Is there a motion? No, motion. motion by Doug. Is there a second? I'll say. Second by Tim. Any discussion? Questions? Okay. Um, roll call vote. Gone. Aye. Moore. Aye. Schroeder. Aye. Scott. Aye. Swales. Aye. Motion carries five zero. Okay, and then I'll I'll go ahead and run through just uh the main bullet points on my report here. So Metronet, I did talk with them last week a little bit. Um, so they've hired a local landscape company to wrap up some of the sodding work uh, that we've been discussing the last few meetings. Um, so we are familiar. I am familiar with that company that they've said they've hired. So they're planning to do that work in the next week or two here. And this would be just as a reminder, you know, mostly concentrated to the area that's north of Melrose. Um, uh, George Street cul-de-sac repairs. I've spoken with Lynch Excavating, um, and they 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 had concerns about um, timing of getting that uh, George Street cul-de-sac work done around football schedule, uh, and and with the time left this fall before cold weather. So their preference is to to benefit unit prices to to wait until the spring um, of next year, which um, you know is not in not what I wanted um, to end up having happening with this um, repair with kind of that got started with that Metronet damage. But um, if that's what's going to be the best the best solution at this point in time, then then I'll keep continue working through that with them and and getting a contract in place for for that work. Um, and then Oak Crest Avenue and Mahaska Drive intersection improvements. Uh, we're wrapping up 
punch list items. Uh, I'll, I'll coordinate with the contractor on the last couple items that they need to get submitted on that. And then uh, I expect by next meeting, we'll have a, a final pay application for that, which would release the retainage um, for that project. Monroe Street improvements. Um, this is one we talked about that the Mid-American gas main need to be relocated. That work began last week, right before I left on vacation. So um, hopefully that's been going smoothly. I, I did walk through, you know, we received plans and reviewed those um, from Mid-American uh, gas and then walked through the site and reviewed things with them uh, a couple different times actually, and uh, coordinated with some, some residents on the street, um, you know, to work around some landscaping and, and items like that. Uh, I haven't heard of any issues uh, so far with that work, but it's supposed to take two to three weeks. So I anticipate um, when I'm back in town at the end of this week, checking in and, and seeing where they're at, but hopefully by next week, they would be finished with that. So after that's done, uh, we'll have to decide whether we're going to proceed this yet this year with that street project uh, and, and what the forecast is looking like. And I'll coordinate with uh, the, the roadway contractor and their schedule. Uh, every every communication I've had with them is that they're they're pretty open to to still starting this year or or waiting until next spring to begin that work. So, payment marking work. So we've got a uh, payment uh, included in the warrants for eleven thousand eight hundred thirty one dollars and thirty nine cents. Uh, so that is for everything that was completed. Um, there were some areas, so we reviewed and there were some areas they didn't complete. So we've, we've adjusted, uh, reviewed all the quantities, um, and, and they are correct, um, from what we're seeing in the field. Um, and this, this, uh, withholds, uh, retainage. So there would be one final payment to issue retainage, uh, at the next meeting, I expect for that work, but otherwise that works complete. And then golf, you have new drainage channel maintenance. So that work happened last week. Um, Maybe much to um, Mike's enjoyment that the work has uh, finally gotten underway, and the the neighboring property's uh, retaining wall was installed as well, and then uh, the work to reshape the channel and install that revetment uh, stone was was completed. So, so we I didn't have any seating on that work. the 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 property owner is going to be having seating done with kind of as a separate contractor, it's uh, this works ended up being kind of segmented. So uh, I may coordinate with uh, Stevens Erosion Control, I believe is who's gonna be doing that seating for the neighbor to get a couple areas that we filled in that channel uh, seated. So it can be, a, uh, get some grass growth on that too. So we, we filled a couple areas to straighten out that channel and avoid future erosion. So that's all I've got on, on my list of report items, but uh, I didn't know if there's any questions on any of that stuff. Anybody hey, Ryan, this, this is Mike. I will tell you, I did talk to the crane operator who was moving those giant retaining blocks, and he said that was right at the upper limit of his equipment and made it very exciting to take them down the hill. So, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah, they've been I, stopped, I stopped to watch after he said that. <laughs> yeah, they've been telling me that they think they were uh, misled at the weight that those uh, blocks were supposed to be, but, but that's all private. That was all a private property owner right. project. 
Any other questions for Ryan? Uh, Ryan, you've been very busy this past few months and really appreciate all your work you've been doing. And uh, thank you for attending tonight. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Sorry, I had a vacation scheduled for this meeting, but yeah, we're uh, uh, having some fun. We're having some fun in Wisconsin and Minnesota this weekend. So this week, so. Thank you, Ryan. Exploring. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Um, did you want to have add anything, Doug? I know you've been working with Ryan on these things. Yeah, no, no, I mean, we're good. The only thing tonight I want to talk to Ryan about, I guess what we'll start talking about is last year on uh, Sunset, we had some private individuals having their sidewalk on Sunset uh, clean with a truck and they were driving across the right away and they were leaving ruts a foot deep and you know breaking up our sidewalk too so i want to make sure that we monitor it but also find out whether or not private individuals should be on city regularly okay thank you uh okay we'll go back to mayor's report and i have a proclamation regarding park parking on yards uh, due to the Hawkeye women's basketball game on October 15th. Uh, has council had time to review that? I'd like an endorsement by and a vote by council to endorse the proclamation. Is there a motion for that? Right, motion by Lisa. Is there a second? Second, second by Steph. Okay, all in favor say aye. Aye. Okay, I'm going to read the proclamation. Whereas the Hawkeye women's basketball team hosts the call for an exhibition game in Kinnick Stadium starting at 2 p.m. October 15, 2023, the crossover at Kinnick, and whereas the University Heights City Council desires to welcome fans and encourage citizens to support and celebrate the crossover at Kinnick, and whereas the University Heights City Council desires to establish cer certain regulations for tailgating and parking for the crossover at Kenny, pursue it to the council's authority and jurisdiction to adopt regulations for the protection of the health, safety, and welfare of the community. Now, therefore, I, Louise Fromm, Mayor of University Heights, Iowa, do hereby proclaim the following regulations shall be in effect during the crossover at Kenny on October 15, 2023. Parking of motor vehicles will be permitted on yards with the permission of the property owner and or property residents. Parking on streets shall be at the discretion and uh, direction of the University Heights Chief of Police. Traffic regulations shall be at the discretion and direction of the University Heights Chief of Police to protect the health and safety of residents, motorists, bicyclists, and support teams. Sales of goods, Merchandise or services from property within a residential zone shall, re shall remain restricted as provided in ordinance number 81, which permits only sales from home occupations, defined to allow those living at the property to sell items that they prepare on the premises. Signs, banners, and flags are permitted to be displayed with the permission of the property owner and or property residents. These regulations shall be in effect from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. October 25th, 2023. Go Hawks. And then it's signed by myself. Thank you very much. Um, we'll go on to uh, the next item 
Oh, the 15th. Is that right? Yes. There's a typo at the bottom. Oh, at the very last line. Oh, it did. And I read it that way. Thank you. So we'll have to fix the proclamation. I can do that. Good catch. So we'll go on to the next two agenda items. A few of the council wanted to have a discussion and uh, clarification and review of ordinance and policies requiring developers to reimburse the city. Um, Bobby, would you yeah. like to start the discussion? Yeah, basically the topic I want to bring up is the idea of should we, so now, basically now that the hotel develops, there's a, you know, and we can bring this up for other uh, developments, I guess, like the if it's applicable, but should we continue to charge them for, or bill them for legal services, engineering services, whatever they have moving forward if they want to do some sort of building permit uh, in the future. So my my thinking is when the development started, <clears throat> University Heights really didn't have any, you know, financial revenue, I guess, to pay for that development process because in order to get a path, it required a zoning ordinance, it required um, all the things that needed to happen before the council to pass it. Well, now that we're here, they've developed it, it's in, it's paying its revenue. I, my thinking is just let's make the uh, building permit process for the hotel just like it is for um, the rest of University Heights. Meaning, if they want to do something, they want to make a change to their, their zoning or whatever, uh, or their parking lot or whatever the thing, they just they pay a building permit fee just like any other, you know, um, you know, tenant or whatever would in University Heights. Does that make sense? So specifically how that works, I think, I don't know what the, um, uh, let me look at the, what's the ordinance? Basically, there's one ordinance that we would delete um, that would accomplish that. So that would require, it's an ordinance change, so that would require public hearing, that would require, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it might require a public hearing, but it would require the three reasons. Three readings, yeah. Um, so that that's my proposal to. Would it be helpful? I know it's Steve wrote in his report to maybe get some history sure. of, yeah, go of ahead. It, you know, over the years. Steve, I think that was a good suggestion you put in your report that you would do that. Sure, yeah. So since the time I've been the city attorney, uh, all of the developments that, that, that the city has considered. Uh, so there have been two two proposed developments in Grandview Court, Birkdale Court next to us, the University Athletic Club, back when it was the University Athletic Club, um, the hotel, of course, uh, the property that we're sitting on. Um, I think those are most of them. Every time somebody has come to the council with a proposal to really change things, you know, not, not just, you know, make an addition or something. 
the city has said we don't really have a budget for that. We have staff, but they work by the hour. They're not salaried employees, so we'd like to reimburse the city for fees and expenses. And that's always happened. Um, it's always happened in, in just about the same way. Um, but projects themselves haven't been identical. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so for example, with this this development, the one university place, and similar to the hotel, um, you know, this it required a, a, a zoning change, and um, there, there wasn't a, there was going to be a, a what we call the plan unit development, but we didn't have an agreement in place. The council had decided to you know, approve it. Mm -hmm. So the developers agreed to reimburse the city for reasonable uh, legal expenses, engineering expenses, staff time, publication expenses, kind of the whole uh, the whole cost of the city. Um, you know, with the understanding that in, in our, our agreements make this clear, they're kind of kind of wordy, but uh, they made it clear that it's particularly important to, to me as a, as a licensed lawyer and the, I think the engineers that, you know, you're paying, the, you're not paying me, you're reimbursing the city for our fees and I'm not your lawyer, I'm the city's lawyer. That's a, a real important thing for lawyers to make clear. Um, because, you know, somebody could take the deal I'm paying you, you're my guy. So anyway, that's always been always been clear. Uh, once we then got to like an approval stage, so once the zoning was approved for this property and, and the same uh, for uh, the hotel property, and I think Grandview Court, but that that one that particular Grandview Court proposal didn't go forward. Uh, then um, then we kind of shifted gears and said, okay, now you're gonna you're gonna be able to build something. And so when you uh, when you uh, apply for a building permit, uh, you're going to pay that fee, and that fee is to offset the city's uh, expenses in considering the the, the, the building or uh, overseeing the building uh, the building and issuing the building permit. And so once there's been that kind of approval, uh, what's happened is. The city has the developer enter into a, a, a separate agreement, similar to the first one. It says you'll reimburse the city for fees and expenses, but you'll get a credit for uh, you know uh, amounts that you pay to the city for uh, building permit, you know, plumbing, electrical, whatever permits there are. And and so that's what has happened in the past. Then um, when when people have come back, and that hasn't happened a lot. OUP came back with some things. Uh, the hotel, obviously, this this summer came back with different things. And then what the city has said is, well, we're kind of back to square one. You're not going to be paying a permit fee, so we'd like you to reimburse the city for fees and expenses. And, and that has happened. And the hotel developers have entered into an agreement with the city this year to do that. Um, Particular to the hotel, that first segment uh, back in the 2017-2018 time frame, the um, the hotel uh, developers reimbursed the city uh, for expenses and fees uh, to the extent of something a little bit more than sixty-seven thousand dollars. I think it was sixty-seven nine thirty-four. Excuse me, sixty-seven nine forty-two sixty-eight. And so, uh, so everything was squared up. That was uh, in roughly June 2018. And uh, at that point then, as I said, the hotel 
developer to pay the city a whole bunch of uh, fees for permits. And that totaled about $94,336.91. So that, that, that amount was kind of, if you want to say it this way, the credit against which the city would then calculate or apply additional ongoing engineering, building official, uh, and legal fees, uh, which is what happened. Um, you know, through the stranger than fiction kind of stuff. When that all closed out, when the, when the city was coming upon the certificate of occupancy uh, issuance, we were going to accept the project and kind of be done. Um, the city's uh, additional fees and expenses totaled 92988 So that was within about $1,348 of the amount of those permits. So the, the hotel developer uh, had overpaid, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, they don't, they don't, the, the developer doesn't pay based upon what the city thinks it's going to cost the city, anything like that. It's based upon the valuation of the, of the, of the, uh, the project. But it just so happened it was within $1,348 of what the city said. These are the additional fees. You, you, you overpaid a little bit. Of course, the contract it's a it's a one way street. They don't get a check back, so so we were all square. Um, so that was roughly in a um, you know September twenty twenty one, and then again into twenty twenty two timeframe. And so again, there wasn't any request for reimbursement, and then that brings us uh, to where we are now. The only other thing I would mention is that. Somewhere along the line, and um, and I can find the date, but uh, um, but there was a point where uh, the council in 2018 said, you know, instead of asking the developer uh, when when they bring a proposal to reimburse the city, and, you know, it, it could be seen as a little awkward, you know, if you're the developer and so the city saying, well, we wouldn't you agree to reimburse us for our fees, they might feel like you're maybe a little pressured to do that. No one ever really, well, the, the athletic club said that, but nobody else is ever said that to them. But there was discussion in that regard, and the council said, look, let's just make this clear from the outset, and that's why the ordinance, that, that's why that provision was included in the ordinance. So 14, section 14B of the zoning ordinance, um, he now says, look, if, if you're going to ask the city to evaluate a development proposal, then first you have to enter into this written agreement to uh, reverse the city. So that clarification was made at that time, and that was the reason for it. You know, so the trigger with, with regard to the hotel this year, there were kind of two triggers uh, that led to the city asking for the agreement for reimbursed fees and expenses. One is they asked for a zoning change, and that's what the zoning report says. Uh, secondly, um, the PUD development agreement had said, you know, you're going to have to pay fees and expenses. And, and then that's why that agreement was entered into. That's the history. I'm happy to answer any questions. So we can almost done this. I mean, maybe we can continue to do it in the future. We don't have this in the budget. 
the Kingdom of Galilee, spread out from the city of Galilee into the United States. So if we change this to them on the TV to everyone, or just giving them a pass, and then someone could come and say, this isn't fair. Well, um, like, I mean, as a general matter, my advice to the council is, you know, adapt the policy that you want to follow and then follow. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier to do that than it is to have policies and disregard them. And one reason for that is, the, I mean, the council has that choice. Right? The council doesn't have to follow its own rules, but to run risks, uh, when people say, why is why do these rules decide to me if they don't apply to them? Um, you know, it, it, it's an easy avenue for someone to be critical of the city uh, and, and frankly to question why. And sometimes there are good reasons why. But when you're the person that's not getting the uh, consideration, it probably never sits well with you. That makes sense to you. Yeah. 14B, Steve, is just specific to the hotel development zone, right? No. No? Correct. No. Okay. No, that's that's any any okay. I thought it was okay. I see. Those are the cities in our situation. We don't have thing like that. How do they handle it? Pretty much like we're going to do like time and materials versus a flat rate. I think you know? yeah. I think different cities do it differently. Uh, I know that when we enacted the ordinance in 2018, I did uh, reach out and look at different communities. Some some don't do anything. Um, uh, some uh, do something very similar to what we do. I can't really remember if I if I saw any that did like a flat rate. So, um, yeah, you know, I uh, I would say that University Heights is an unusual community. It's a very uh, it's a very active community. It has citizens that are that are passionate about uh, about developments, and, and they've shown that many times. And I'm saying that because, uh, unlike some other communities, particularly communities of this size in the state of Illinois, you know, uh, the proposed developments might not attract the kind of attention and take the kind of time that the city of University Heights. Uh, City Council has taken, I think, at the direction of its residents. I mean, there were in, 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 in many of the projects that I mentioned in my historical description, there were just multiple uh, public hearings and more public hearings, different kinds of public hearings. You know, uh, that, that I just don't think is typical of a lot of cities, particularly with the size. And so, I just mentioned that by way of saying, I think question the good one. As I said, I looked, so what do other people do? And some of what I got back was we didn't really have why would you engage that much? A lot of that process gets time consuming, it gets expensive. Well, just even in the spirit of it being fair, if I wanted to do a ten thousand dollar addition to my yard, why would I spend a hundred thousand dollars on legal fees to do a ten thousand dollar improvement into it would be ridiculous for anybody to ever want to do anything if they know they're looking at a hundred thousand dollar bunch of attorney's fees and engineering fees like 
one of the ten thousand dollar day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out how how do we balance? Are we doing it right? Or should we be modifying it? That's why I'm asking how other cities handle that. This is my pay permits based on you pay a certain percentage of that ten thousand dollars. That's fixed. That, that's fixed. Right. The building permit fee right. and, the, and the city community heights have never said, oh, that's not enough. You know, you need to pay, you need to agree to reimburse. Because when somebody says, well, look, I want kind of a seat change, I want to be able from like R1 zone yeah. to some kind of commercial development, mixed use development, or, you know, go from a house to a hotel. It's those, those, that, that's the only time you can get into the zoning issues. That's what Yeah. Well, I, I would agree with that. The thing I think that's unique is like in this situation, like the nuts and bolts of what factory worked its way out is like, you know, like the developer that said, okay, we want to build this parking lot here at first. And, you know, it, it was going to cost them 60 or whatever. I don't know, like 50, 60,000 dollars, whatever. And then, and then, so at the end of the day, the whole thing ended up being, you know, for all the fees, and there's lots of other discussions and whatever. But like that one little thing they wanted to do, there was a lot of fees that came up because of that, because of the hotel, the development specific, the zoning ordinance specifically says you couldn't that were doing the parking. So I think that's the tension is like, well, in this situation, that is what it worked out to be, where anything that they do want to do could potentially cost them. You know, like if I was if I was a business owner here and I wanted to do something. And my zoning ordinance said that I can't do that thing. And I wanted to try to maybe see if I could change that. Like, there's an unlimited, potentially unlimited number of dollars that could be spent based, if, given whatever the council kind of feels, you know, at that moment in time. Like, if I ask you, Steve, or if, if you're the attorney, I ask you questions, and you, you have bill blocks for that, as you should, Lisa does. Steph does, Doug does, like that. That's the kind of tension with this one that I'm trying to like feel out. If I was, if I was them, it's a little bit worrisome to, you know, for them to want to have. If they want to do something, how much they're going to cost, right? There, that's one. That's the one one piece of it. And then um, the other thing is. Um, With the I kind of lost my train of thought, but I think I think the idea is is there that like the intent I think is we're going to change this. We're going to have a lot of work to do this. It's going to cost the city a lot of money to start documents. So now the things developed, it's there. And I went back and looked. I sent an email to John and said, "What what is it? What is the hotel paid us?" And hotel motel tax and then property tax revenue. And by the end of this fiscal year, it'll be close to a million dollars. Uh, and and so it's like, I mean, that's amazing. That's incredible, I think. But now I'm at this point, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't really feel like we need to build them. I don't feel like we need to build them because they wanted to put in a parking lot. Or like I think like at some point. It just becomes uh, overburdensome and unreasonable, like expense that we, and, and especially given that they're they pay us so much money, you know, and or the hotels generate so much money for the city. I don't know if I'm doing a good job explaining myself, but does anyone else does that make sense to anyone? I mean, the rules are the rules, so they 
pay the hotel motel tax because that's the rules. And these are the rules that everybody else has abided by until now. And my feeling is if they would have hired a lawyer, maybe an architect or an engineer along the way, maybe they could have approached the whole submission over the summer with a little more clarity and save the city some time, which would have been their investment. So with all the changes that were made to make things better for the hotel, why in addition to that, then so it seems like it says it's for the Sorry, but your requests were just haphazard and oh, now we want this, now we want to change this, and it's what you say is excellent. Get together, plan what you want to do. You could have even submitted it for next football season and then prepared. Um, I think there's the, the unfair enforcement aspect of it. The, the revenue the hotel generates, that's not what it's intended for. And it really has nothing to, to do with renovation. So we appreciate it, but they incur these expenses. And these are reasonable expenses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what it, that's what it said. That's what you said before. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think we're not trying to, when you discuss the history, is there history that, you know, this was established? And I can see this initially, and I, and I know, there have been any history of other developments here that have, you know, two years down the road have asked and been billed. I mean, you know what I mean? I, Equal, think, so. uh, I think that's what Bobby was the only, getting I, at. I, the yeah. only hesitation I have in answering that is like the two years. I can't tell you the exact time frame, but yes, that, yeah. that happened with, with OEP. I mean, my, my description of, you know, we kind of do a line in the sand, got squared up, and then the building permit to build a credit against that. That happened to OEP, they asked for different things, and the city didn't say anything. I know it happened to twice. How much it was, what those issues were. Could you give me an example of it, or you can't think of it right off the bat? I, I understand. Okay. So what I think you said that was important that the council needs to adopt the policy that they want to follow and not just make exceptions or but to that's your suggestion, the recommendation. I mean, I can see, you know, if it and maybe what we need to do is just forget about 14B or eliminating that idea because I could see, you know, if there were was some other huge zoning thing that you know was going to be a change where it wasn't the hotel or whatever. I mean, that makes sense, right? But, you know, somehow the whole COVID block got renovated and grandmother and turned into whatever, like commercial, whatever. You could see that. But yeah, for this one. And Tim, to your point, like it it seems to me the hard part I have is like, I don't know that. 
I mean, I, I know you said that they didn't come with a clear plan. I saw it. It was like, well, they came and they wanted to put a parking lot in. And then that pretty quickly turned into, okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. We just want to park cars on game day was kind of the, the thing. It wasn't like we need to spend a ton of money. If I'm them, they just want to park cars seven days a year on the thing, just to come to council and say, what can we do? But what in my interpretation is it kind of turned into, I mean, and that's that's the nature of university high small town politics. It, it turns into a big deal, right? And everyone has their opinions. And I mean, that's the just the positive and the negative negative of living in a small town like this. It's what we love and hate, right? But but what happened is that ended up cost ended up drawing the process out, which is not, you know, it's 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 okay, but but it just ended up costing the, the hotel, you know, but obviously it's Good chunk of money, and so I don't know. That's the those those are the tensions I'm trying to. Do we have council? Jim raised his hand. Is it okay? If yeah, go ahead, Jim. You, you, you want to that? Uh, just from my perspective, as as a developer and a builder, what we're really trying to do from this point forward, we're not going to be rezoning. We're the, the building is built. We're done. So if I want to go forward and do anything else like the parking lot, what I like to be able to do is go see the city inspector, go see the city engineer, and and not figure that I'm going to incur a, a whole bunch of costs. I mean, typically in Tiffin or Iowa City or North Liberty, that's what we'll do. We'll go in and talk to these guys and say, hey, what can we do? And and that's really what, what I'm saying right now. We'd just like to be on the same basis as everybody else. And, and not have our, our special uh, agreements that we pay for we pay for everything. And so <clears throat> to me that just makes sense to just straighten out that ordinance and you know, everybody's on the same basis because I want to be able to go in and talk to these people and you know, kind of run run things by them before we do anything. And Obviously, we're not going to be spending thirty million dollars doing something else now. I mean, we're we're to the point where any projects that come up are going to be small things. You know, they're probably hopefully not more than fifty or sixty thousand. But but if I'm going to get into costs, uh, you know, even five, six, ten thousand dollars ahead of time, we, we may not do anything. And we do have our own engineers. I mean, we had we had our engineers design that parking lot, and I appreciate. Tim's input on it. A lot of a lot of your input was really good, and I have all that, and we're going to try and adapt that. And so, um, that's that's my only thing is is we're up and running now. So anything anything from this point forward to me is should be just normal building permits and and nor a normal process. Are there costs in there from the city engineer from those initial discussions? Um, there are. Let me say a couple of things. Um, one, I can't speak for the city engineer, but but I and I've never you know, said to somebody, you know, if you want to talk about something, you know, the meter is run. Uh, it's just it's never worked that way. What I've done with uh, with council and with, with the board developers is, you know, when it gets to a point, you know, and I, and I don't have any magic. It's saying that, but it seems like this is more than just okay. We're looking, you know, at a, at a parking lot. I think if it would have stayed at a parking lot level, I don't know that, that, that I would have ever said to the city, you know, could we ask these developers to reverse this? 
you know, when it starts looking like it's growing from that, I've always said to this to the city, what do you want me to do? Because this is going to get expensive and then they give a budget to what you that that's one thing. The, the other thing I would point out, uh, and when Bobby said something further about the ordinance, um, it, it is, I think, I think it's important to have this provision in the ordinance. And if, if the council wants to modify it, that, that's something that's what the council should do. But I wouldn't it, I wouldn't eliminate it. Um, I said earlier that you know somebody coming to the city it might feel kind of awkward looking at the three or three words are key. And there's a, there's a, another way to look at that, uh, you know, a more formalistic legal way, which is somebody says, you know, I mean, I expect to get treated fairly as a citizen, and you know, I want want you to consider this, and I don't want to agree to pay your fees. Well, it's pretty nice to be able to say we have an ordinance that requires, you know, so that that's a, a further reason. I guess your other side of the same point doesn't really apply to the point being made tonight, but it, in my mind, if you're reading sure. not just to throw the thing out. Yeah, I guess in the future, how do we know that we're, if we don't have staff, are we 50% higher saved than, say, tipping? Like they want to come in for just a standard parking lot change. You know, you got to go through zoning XYZ, it's going to cost roughly $50,000 if you're comparable to other cities. But Come University Heights, it might be a hundred thousand because we don't have the staff. You know, that's are we being comparable for the services that any uh contractor would want to come in and do that? I mean, we at the same rate, you know, like could we have a milestone where we say, Hey, you're you know, you're getting up to a certain dollar amount here, you might want to you know, think about moving forward or stopping because you know, you, you come to a limit here with a, a number and anything above and beyond that, you know. You can have to really decide you really want to be part of this, or you're going to be spending 50% more because our process is different than comparable to say chipping and what we're using. So, that makes sense. I think so. I can't speak <clears throat> like dollar amounts. Yeah. Really and like, shouldn't should it be like a cap or something, you know, for services rendered? Fair, you know, fair, mm -hmm. comparable service cap. Or it's just always going to be the time and material, whatever it is, it is. Okay. Maybe I'm just maybe just trying to think of a solution. Maybe it is just you know, as far as that goes, leave it as it is, leave 14B as it is, whatever. Don't don't change that, but you just have to decide on a, on a like on this case by case basis whether or not the city would ask for reimbursement you know, from the, whoever it is, the developer. I, I don't know. I'm 14B speaks for the zoning change. That was only the yeah, right, right, right. But but the interesting thing is like this, it's like because of the unique zoning hotel zoning ordinance, it, it speaks to so much stuff. It's so kind of it's so unique on so many different ways. Like, you know, it's so like every word is spelled out there. So you want to change one thing, it has to do. Even like a, what would normally be just a simple building permit change or whatever, I want to add a stall here. Uh, I want to do a parking lot here. I want to do a little lean to here, whatever. Because it's all spelled out so specifically, now they can't, like, it's a zoning change. It's not just a building permit thing. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that's just the way it is. And and so it, it, it everything that they want to do with this has the potential to become a huge, huge expense. 
because it's all spelled out, right? Does that make sense? No, I don't know. If you look at me like I'm talking very <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know practically how they. I not think everything I, implicates the zones. Not everything does. Oh, I, yeah, I, but, but sure. But yes, you're you're right about the 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 zoning and the permitting mechanisms that that allow this OUP and that allow the hotel. I, you know, they were way different than should this be a multifamily rather than a, a zone or a mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that's why they ended up with mm -hmm. tender agreements, but they, you're right, they do exist and they are an agreement. Mm -hmm. And you said there's two triggers and one is the zoning change and right. the other is the HUD yep. agreement, right? right? Mm -hmm. So those are the two triggers. Yes, right. right. Okay, does council want to just review this and Yeah, I mean, as far as the 14B thing goes, I don't know that. I mean, yeah, if it's if it if it applies to much more than just a hotel, I you know I agree. I don't think we can we can't delete that entirely because that's such a broad implications. I wouldn't be wise to do anything. Um, so if you see a Something will get torn down. I don't know. Uh, Do we yeah. have to discuss the reimbursement of, of the yeah. hotel? I mean, specifically, is that we need the to... second part of this is consideration yes. of motion regarding the amount of reimbursement to seats for 901 Hotel LLC for professional administrative fees and expenses. Mm -hmm. And Steve put those that in his report. Right. Very nicely. Thank you, Steve. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I have it here, but it's like, it's, it's like uh, there's, Thirty thousand in attorney fees, and there's six, six and a half thousand in sure. engineering fees. Council wanted to consider um, reimbursement for them. I'm leaning towards uh, not charging the reimbursement. For the professional and administrative fees, um, on a case by case basis, I think that the hotel has given us quite a bit. You know, with this year specifically too, with hotel motel tax and everything that they've done for us. Um, I just think it's an awful lot to ask them to expect to pay back these fees. When they've done so much for us in the the fiscal amount, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. But other than I, I don't think this is the case where I want to charge them the legal fees. 
So my motion would be that we would cover those legal fees or I'm not sure if I'm making the right motion. We bill them to reimburse the city, right, Steve? So you're saying they, you're reflecting that the 901 Hotel uh, LLC not have to reimburse the Correct. city, the professional administrative fees and expenses. Correct. That's exactly what I'm asking. Okay. Yes. Uh, is there a second? I'll second. Second by Bobby. Okay. Now I'm just going. Is that the first thing to do? I mean, with all the ordinances and agreements in place that I'm hearing, is this the first thing to do? But, I mean, that's why I was asking about you know, what is it costing us this and, and comparing them. Like, well, if it costs this, I think anything above and beyond, we should give them, you know, we should eat that or reimburse them for that. But I mean, well, if, if the cost of doing business is X, anything above and beyond that you know, should be an X, I think should not be included in X. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you find time. How you come up with that number? Yeah, I, I, right. I, think, yeah. I think I think I almost feel like it has to be on a case by case basis. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this one, if if this was if it was the case where, you know, who the it was OUP or whatever, and you know, right now we're getting five percent of the of, of of property tax collected, so we're not really getting. A huge substantial chunk of money, right? To pay coverage fees, and we had incurred, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars worth of professional fees. Then I would say, well, then maybe, yeah, let's look at that. As, okay, maybe the developer can pay us because we don't pay reimburse. They can pay the city or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Because because of the actual financial cost. This one, this the hotel is paying city. Greatly, and they've already paid for this development of the of the conditional zoning and so on and so forth. It's basically we're just changing it. And so, I guess in this case, I'm just saying on this case, this situation. I think where I'm at is I don't think we actually get paid for it. In the specific case, I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know, like like Jim said, the likelihood hopefully of them having anything major in the future is small, but um, I think we Could we split it? Would that be an option? 
Well, then we're using our money to pay to cover it. It's, I, I'm just. Yeah, you, we are using our money. You're not wrong. And I think but, we look out for the interests of the students. And these are, again, the reasonable things. Yeah. I would also say that the hotel is part of the city too. And, you know, they are one of our tenants or one of our residents, you know. And so I feel like to me, that gives that strong incentive to, to not go on for it. So, mm -hmm. Well, it's hard. It's hard because you can you can look at it either way. The 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 interesting thing about it is like with this one, you know, if you've got like yeah, I don't know what I'm getting at. It's like you, you it's challenging because you know I I ask Steve a question and take an hour or two of his time, and then you do too, and you do too, and that's all part of the process. But it's like I don't want to be in a place where I'm hesitant to ask the turning question because it, it's gonna you know it's gonna just rack up the, the bills for the for the, the the hotel right like that isn't to me that just seems something doesn't seem right about that all right and same for you Lee so if you're go ahead I was just gonna say yeah if you if you ask questions to Steve and whatever and Doug does and Brian does or whoever I call Ryan Foley and same thing he's got at least like I, I just it just seems like now I'm hesitant as a council person to ask questions because I'm worried it's just going to start racking up bills for them. And so now it's just a weird dynamic. It's something doesn't feel like at this stage after it's all done and it's there and they're paying revenue. It just doesn't feel right. Something feels off about it for me to continue down that. And maybe it's just we just take it on a case by case basis and you know say whether or not we want to charge it or not. I don't. Know. I because that is what's that that's favoritism what do you mean so explain you do a case-by-case case basis and don't follow the rules when you want to follow the rules then that's favoritism so it, it's not fair okay but what i'm saying is the state it could be favoritism in, in the same way like but like if like if lisa doesn't doesn't want whatever their hotel is doing that she has a lot of fees she can just call steve and talk for an hour and I'm not accusing her of this because I don't think she would do this, but like if any a council person would do that, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like that's the same difference. And and I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to think we don't want to be held in that perspective too, like as council people. So I don't know. I don't see that as the same. I, I just I don't, but sure. Steve has said if they want to come and talk about something, he's not kicking off the feed. He, he did address. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what there comes a point where I say to the council, hey, look, this looks like it's getting bigger, then maybe it will get first. And, you know, should we inform the developers that we're going to expect the community first? And... What is the total amount of the fees? Do we have a total yet? Yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's $37,640.63. Okay. 
My motion still stands. I yeah, think. I was just going to say the motion on the table is that uh, you want me to the city will uh, not ask the hotel 901 hotel to reimburse for these expenses. Can can I read out? Can I read out what I think we yeah. we got so to? Okay, Mo yeah, yeah. <laughs> Motion by Gunn, second by Scott to exempt 901 Hotel LLC for professional administrative fees and expenses related to requested changes to city ordinances and regulations in 2023 for hotel matters. Yes. And so, what's on the table is 100%. I city 
And I think all we're kind of asking is that these things do get waived this time or covered by the budget because to us it almost feels like it like I don't want to say double giving, but it it just it feels that way when it feels like most things are covered under the blanket of a budget. And so much of this budget we provide to you. And I think what we're just sort of asking for is that these things be waived because of the monies that we contribute to the city. And we know a lot of this stuff was set up originally when um, we didn't know what was going to come in, what kind of fees were going to be able to be collected by the city, what kind of budgets you guys were going to be able to have. And of, of course, we are here for the city and to generate money for the city. But um, this is one of those things that we're just asking, when can the city give us something back? We didn't take any TIF money. We didn't ask for TIF money. You know, we built this out of our pockets and we're here supporting the city in every way. And it's just kind of asking for the support to work both ways from the city. Yeah, we are asking for some special lenience on this, but yet not everybody, I mean, everybody like business-wise, they're paying taxes, but are they paying also, you know, a hotel motel besides a property tax, right? Are these extra fees assessed to everybody? They're not, it's pretty much us. We are kind of a unique individual here and we bring this city a lot of revenue. And by us trying to improve ourselves constantly, that helps generate more revenue for the city. So we're just trying to ask for a little, you know, Give back. Okay. So. Oh, you want to see it? So I do want to be clear about the different things. I think I alluded to this, but you know, I, I, I wrote to the developers on July 9th, to the council and said, blah, blah, blah. Finally, as in the past, pursuant to existing signed agreements and the zoning orders, the city will require the hotel the OC to reimburse the city. So that, and I, so I sent that, they were told that at least on the 9th of July. And then um, I reported that in the July meeting before. Um, so I, I just, Important to me that the city be clear with uh, with people that it's actually happening, which is really possible. That's why I vote. Yeah, I Any other questions for Steve? Okay, is we have a motion and a second on the table. Is council ready to vote? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm still hung up on this. So I know it, it looks like a special exemption. It is if it's not. And I think in all fairness, I think we, I think we all can be walking in different rooms on this and we all got a little smarter from this process. So the next one will be a little clearer, a little more concise. But I, I don't know how much of this that we artificially, you know. Through not having staff inflated the price for them by not having staff. I mean, are we did we cause that the legal fees to be higher than perceived normal? That, that's where I'm from. You know, again, it goes back with what we're tipping for so very high. Just trying to be consistent, you know, but I'm also wanting to follow uh what Steve is saying to be consistent. So um, 
I'm just wondering how much of this should we be licking our wounds on a little bit as well, and we're getting our blood and balances. How much of that do we incur on them? You know, just not getting our ducks in a row, and they're not having their ducks in a row, obviously, it sounded like. So I, I think we both, I, in my opinion, I think we both should take a bite of that crap sandwich and fight another day. And would you support a 50-50? Yeah, I was thinking like 60 Something. It's better than maintaining the whole thing, but um wish there was more of a rationale for it so it can be explained in the next people. Well, in my mind, it, it's clear. It, in my mind, it's clear. You know, there are great benefits you see. But that I don't want to they got to pay those. Pay it's it's not an option that they pay the hotel It's 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 they're not doing that, that out of the generous nature of their hearts. Well, yeah, I, I agree. It's not it's option, but, but it does provide a budget. Yeah. But, it, but it does provide, it does require a lot of risk to do that, too. I mean, it's not like if they put it in another hotel, they would have to do the same. Of course. Sure. But they would have to do it. I mean, it's, you know, it's risk. But we do contribute to the CDB, and that is an option. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not like we're not giving anything back. Guests pay for the state. Guests pay for the hotel. Hotels pay for the state. State pays the state. Yeah. So I heard that say it's not ready to vote. So on, on some kind of a split, sixty-four and fifty-fifty. That's to be, and then to be so, consistent with the the bylaws and the, everything that's on the books. Be consistent. You know, I I, I, I feel like my hands are tied. So. As much as I want it, you know, I wish I could say, yeah, we won't need it, take care of it, but to be consistent with what are on the books now, so, man, it, would be, it would be a good faith gesture on our behalf if we offered to split it. But by the law, I think our, our hands are tied, but I just think it would be a kind thing to do and show you know, that we are a good neighbor slash, you know, skin of the game partner here. So that's just my opinion. But, uh, well, with four council voting, I think I can say it's two two. <laughs> so maybe we want to defer this till well, November. I, I mean, I mean, unless you want me to call the vote. I, and, <laughs> I mean, is I'd rather just vote on it. Splitting the, the cost is there any hands for splitting? I mean, if, if we can't eat it all, I, I, I would do splitting in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd do that. Right. To me, it's 
favoritism and still isn't we're not going to be consistent in that case we're consistent we have a policy we can follow it if you credited them back what was left on that uh, building permit with interest for yourself. Okay. Here's a little $1,300. So, I mean, it, it, it is a favoritism. I mean, they're paying us over a million dollars every two years. That's, that's their obligation. Well, I know, I, I agree. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying, but that's. You know what I'm saying? Like that's to me, that's a huge benefit for the city. And I think it's okay to you know, acknowledge that. I don't I don't I don't feel like we're um I don't have, I don't feel guilty for saying that, I guess. I mean would love to have a reason to give it to them, but we gotta follow our rules in the meeting. Well, I, I think yeah, I mean we're kind of going around the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, we, we we put all this in place because we wanted to prevent something that we didn't want. And now they're there and it's great. And they asked us for this thing, and people are on board and they said, sure, let's do it. And that's that to me, that's the reason. I I okay, can we kind of say let's do half? Like what's the instead of all of it, let's do half right. and then all of the motion or whatever, and then vote it and then Okay, now we have to withdraw them. To withdraw my motion, withdraw that. And yeah, okay, I'll withdraw and my motion. motion. Withdraw, and, and then the second was I'll resubmit a new motion. Oh, does anybody object to with this withdraw? That's right, we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Nobody objects. Okay, so the motion is withdrawn, so we're ready for another motion. Right. This, I would like to re-motion that we pay. Why don't we have Mike read it okay. with uh, 50%, the yes. 50%? Motion by Gon to require 901 Hotel LLC to pay 50%. Reimburse the city. To reimburse the city 50%. For professional administrative fees and expenses related to requested changes to city ordinances and regulations in 2023 for hotel matters. Thank you. So that's a motion yeah. by staff. And is there a second? Can we add to that saying, given the magnitude of the hotel and motel tax income? Of course, you can add to it. So um, there is some justification for sure. this type to it that doesn't apply to everybody. You have that, Mike? I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can reread that. Or yeah, I will. Looks like he's dying to say something. <laughs> Is there any objection to adding what Tim Schroeder? No. Okay. Go ahead. And then Mike's going to read it to make sure. It's writing it all out before I read Thank it. You. Because my computer is occupied. I, I, I write everything. Reimburse. 
city. Okay. Motion by Gon, second by Scott, that in light of the hotel motel tax paid by Hotel 901 LLC, that paid by Hotel 901 LLC will be required to reimburse the city 50% of professional administrative fees and expenses related to requested changes to city ordinances and regulations in 2023 for hotel matters. Okay, so we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Well, I just any other any further discussion? Okay, we're ready for roll call motion. Thank you. More. Yeah. Schroeder. Yes. Scott. Yes. Aye. Swales. Aye. Gone. Aye. Motion carries four one. Thank you. Uh, we'll go on to legal report, and I think you kind of covered it already. Does anybody have any questions for Steve? And so, okay, we'll go on to the first report. Does um, Mike, you have right a resolution for yes. Civic Plus? Yes, Civic Plus has been our web host for, I'm looking at Lisa right now, five, six, seven years. Okay. And as such, they take care of a lot of the administrative features that we used to do ourselves. And it's they um, are asking for a renewal this year with about a thousand dollar increase in what it had been from fifty five hundred to roughly fifty to sixty five hundred. Um, this allows us to be able to not have to worry about denial of the service attacks and all the other things that a lot of the security in a website need. Um, they also have a bunch of new cool features they told us in this rollout, but I, once I told them we're a town of 1200 and you know what, we don't need many of those. They're like, okay, well, but that is, that is, we wanted to make sure that council was aware of that rather than just putting that in as another warrant that this is a bigger increase they do not intend to have annual thousand dollar increases so and they have given us good service they really have when we start licensing our own dogs it'll all be right there on the web page so <laughs> But this will be this budget year. This budget year, because it'll start in December. It that our our contract with them runs to December to December. So that we'll pay that one within this current budget year. Yeah. Yeah. So resolution number twenty three thirty seven. 
authorizing uh, a renewal of the city website contract for Civic Plus is before you. Is there a motion? Uh, motion by Lisa. Is there a second? I'll second. Second by Bobby. Sorry. Um, discussion. Roll call vote. Schroeder. Aye. Scott. Aye. Swales. Aye. Gone. Aye. Moore. Aye. Carried 5 0. And nothing else. I, don't, I really don't. Um, uh, got a few rental permits. Not quite. There we've got a few landlords. I'm still tracking down. So Brian Jensen and I have remarked it's been kind of a funky year for that. So, but we are we are we are still on track. Thank you. Sure. Okay. We have any other questions for Mike? Okay, we'll move on to city treasurer, John. Uh, I know you uh, sent out the warrants early. <laughs> early, <laughs> yeah, you. early like normal, normally have, but it's still not timely. I need to get them sooner than uh, than they, uh, I agree. And with that, I've got uh, three items to add to the warrants. Uh, and three Kelsey. Uh, one he got me to go to the other two. I didn't, I didn't probably from the email. Uh, one is for Caltech. It's just servicing one of the um, uh, battery for one of the police vehicles. It's $232.88. Another one is IT service call uh, for the police to set up a VPN, um, virtual private network for anybody. It's $150. And um, then to LexiPol. It's $4,475.59. This is for the police's uh, policy manuals or training bulletins, all the updates, and what have you. That would, that would be the three items to add to the warrants. Plus, to highlight um, the item on there from Deluxe for High Security Laser Checks, that's $502.99. That's what that is. I need more checks. <laughs> so I'm not ordering lasers. I'm actually ordering checks. Okay. I wanted to point out that I have a League of Cities bill. Right. It's, uh, it's for a conference right, that, that should, I attended. Um, it should be on there. It, it is need, on there. Yeah, it 280 is. bucks. Yes. I just wanted to explain it. Oh, my bad. Okay, okay. Very nice. Thank you. But I wanted to explain to council uh, the League of Cities had their state meeting, luckily, in Cedar Rapids. And so I attended. I have been uh, serving on the executive board for the League of Cities for mayors for the last two years. And I, I didn't have to attend October. And it was really great to be part of that, even though it was a monthly meeting. And but we ended up on Zoom all the time. And there were seven quadrants from the state. And so there are seven mayors that are on the executive board. And this is fairly new because the state of Iowa doesn't have didn't have mayors' meetings. They just didn't get the mayors together. And I feel really fortunate to be part of it because I made a lot of connections and I thought it was important that I attend this 
state conference. And um, so anyway, and also made good connections with the League of Cities. And, you know, they'll respond to my phone calls a little quicker, maybe. <laughs> so anyway, so that's $280, but I think it was a really good thing. And I didn't ask ahead of time. It just kind of came up on me. And so I just wanted you to know that that's on the bill too. And then, of course, the 11000 plus for pavement markings that Ryan talked about is there. Right. So are there any... Uh, uh, objections to paying the warrants as listed by John and on the warrants list. Hearing none, the warrants will be paid by unanimous consent. Thank you, John. Thank you. Um, then we'll go down to uh, police chief report. You had a nice report. Yeah, just Forest chief. <laughs> Thank you. I just like to touch on really four items. Uh, item 2C, uh, I was just notified this past week that the summit is again scheduled, the Iowa Summit on Justice and Disparity, Justice and Disparities. Uh, this is co-sponsored by the NAACP. The city has sponsored this at least every year since I've been here. So beginning in 2019 with a $500 sponsorship. Uh, the NAACP contacted me and one asked if I'd be able to attend again and also uh, asked if the city would be willing to do that same sponsorship and they just contacted me this past week. I think that it's important I will be attending regardless, but I think that it's important I would ask council to consider that. Okay, let's have council uh, make a motion on, on contributing $500. Mm -hmm. There's a motion by staff and yep. seconded by Doug. Any discussion? All in favor, say aye. Aye. Anyone opposed? Okay, motion carried. Item G, I did not highlight earlier, but uh, I worked with City Inspector Brian Jensen on some issues that were brought to my attention after the first two football games and that I frankly know has been Brian. did some very good follow-up with residents. He noted in his report uh, to clear up those issues. Uh, item J, uh, I met with Councilor Gone as I try to do and don't always get done. and following the last meeting, which I wasn't able to attend, and she relayed some of the discussion and concerns about the courtyard by Marriott and the expanded parking and potential public safety issues related to tailgating. Uh, she directed me to do an assessment uh, to see what I thought about access. I waited until the first home football game because I thought it would generate larger crowds. It also happened to be a, a very nice day, Michigan State game. I went down, did a drive around. Anyway, it's all my report, but there were no issues that I saw that were vehicle related and the people issues, they moved out of my way. I waited until after the game started, pretty much immediately after the game started and had a fire crew come down because I wanted them not to have to push people out of the way, but to see it, look at access the parking lot and drive through with the vehicles that were still parked there for the game. They drove around, they pointed out that in one particular spot where it happened, the two pickups were kind of a back and forth. It's, it's, it's tight there, but we can still get through. Uh, they had no concerns, and something that I hadn't even asked them to assess, they're like, actually, this is a very good parking lot because it doesn't matter where on the structure there's an emergency. We can go around both ways, and by that, man, that's in that counterclockwise and clockwise, they get multiple vehicles at any one point to attack the issue. So, 
uh, I created a call for service to log that when I wanted to make sure I reported that back since I was asked to do it. It also happened that this last game, there was a medical emergency, a medical call for service that went out. And again, uh, we were able to access and, and provide the treatment and transportation that we needed to do. And then finally, I'd like to point out item L uh, was contacted uh, on behalf of Stephen and, and he Stephen has offered and wanted to know if there's any interest in the stadium to get to the police department for the golf cart, uh, football game. We, we don't park our vehicles there, we park them at another location, but transporting transport or transporting officers around the area of assignment. I think that we would use it more than just the home games, but I think that was kind of the primary driving force of that. I've had conversations uh, regarding that. My concerns initially were storage, equipping, storage of the vehicle, equipping the vehicle, and then the city would incur fuel and insurance costs. The, the fuel costs, we wouldn't be driving patrol cars if we were driving that vehicle on that particular day. So that's actually a wash. Storage, uh, Officer Akers and I assessed our storage unit. Uh, the, garage in the apartment complex immediately south of Courtyard by Marriott, and we can reconfigure how we have our evidence storage in there, so we won't need to pay for any additional storage space or arrange for any outside storage. Uh, we can use that space, I'm confident we can. And equipping, as I understand it, part of, part of this donation would be uh, taking the six-person passenger or the six-person golf cart pulling the body off of it, painting it black, uh, so that if we wanted to apply decals or have a raft at some future time, we could. And then also equipping it with, with tire suspension such that we could drive over curbs at whatever location we needed to get to and we weren't limited by having to stay in the street. That should also allow us to drive it later into the season, even if there is snow on the ground for some of those late, late games. So I, I have really very few concerns about it. I think it will be a nice addition. We will not use it on a daily basis, but there will be at least seven times a year and and frankly, many other times that we can use it too, such as the, the event that I did with Sidekick when we brought out our emergency vehicles and did a show and tell. So I was excited about that. This is something that I plan on passing on to uh, Sergeant Tucker, and I believe he's going to pull in Officer Jasmine as far as making that a department vehicle and they will get more use of it in the future than I will. So that's my report. If anybody has any questions, they'd be glad to answer them. Are we getting any noise complaints from uh, over my birthday over there in the parking lot now? I, I noticed the last couple of home games I had, I've never heard the sound before. Clear down where I live on that street, I can hear that parking lot up there. I can hear a lot of tailgating going on. Yeah, I, I have birthday or something. I have not handled in my work the games. I missed one, but I, I have not handled in in dispatch in dispatch meeting, and I am not aware of any. We did have more noise complaints. I noticed on this report that I did. I could go back and review those in that email, but not that I'm aware of. Just thought it was interesting. I'd never heard that before, and then got to think, well, where's that coming from? And I realized, oh, yeah. see, I'm on the parking lot now. It is. It is. Also probable that if there were complaints, I would be unaware of it. Uh, football traffic operates on different frequencies to different agencies, and that is not our jurisdiction. 
So it might not go, it might not be dispatched to either University of Iowa Police or Iowa City Police on a frequency that I would be aware of. But I can, but I can research it. I want to thank you, Chief, you and your officers for helping with the farmer's market. And, you know, we completed the season September 26th, as you wrote, and it just wouldn't be half the market without community police there. Everybody loves you, even the vendors love you. They're always handing you cookies. It is fun. That's also and, fun. you know, it just makes things so nice. You know, and, and a good representation of our community to others that come in and stop by. Thank you. So thank be you. sure to tell the officers. Thank you. I will. I'll, I'll pass that along. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so then we'll go down to finance. And I know, Bobby, there's going to be some finance next time with Steve Cool here. So um, we'll, we'll go down to building, zoning, and sanitation. Do we have anything today? Okay. Thank you. And e-govern. Uh, you sent around a report. And my favorite part was, if Halloween trees mysteriously disappear <laughs> before 8 o'clock, turn your light off. <laughs> I don't know how they talk. How they just disappear mysteriously. <laughs> that was nice. Any questions for Lisa with her report? I just wanted to plan on your notifying because residents are a little concerned about subscribing to anything that you know, the, the notifications are generated through the website. I'm not doing a newsletter or using their email addresses. Um, their information is not published, shared, or used for anything else, and they can unsubscribe it in science. Thanks for that clarification. Um, are there any announcements? Uh, is there any objection to adjournment? Hearing none, the meeting is adjourned by unanimous consent. Thanks, everyone.